Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode number 492 on March 1st, 2023, Wednesday. I am your host, Jake Chavarilli, along with Blockchain John, and we are doing the midweek news. There's John in the lower left-hand corner. If you can't see him, he's waving at you. Starting out, this all news. We're starting out with something really fancy here. Um, honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing it come out of alpha and get into the beta. I love to get. I know they say that you can try the beta. I'd love to get access to this. I don't. They, we'll we'll talk about it anyways. So decentralized Twitter spinoff, Blue Sky, which we have mentioned before, was several weeks ago. Now on App Store in beta. That is only iOS, unfortunately, not Android. I don't know why that is. I would have figured it would have been on Android first. But uh, anyway, so Blue Sky is based off of Twitter, which effectively is Twitter. It's just the decentralized app or uh, blockchain version of Twitter. And uh, so, yeah, they apparently started this back in 2019 with money from um, Twitter itself. This is long before uh, Elon Musk took over and it's long before Jack Dorsey left the board. So it was its own thing. They spun it off, like I said, four years ago, completely kicked it out of Twitter altogether so it's no longer anything Twitter related at all even though it is effectively built on the concept of Twitter um, and it's run by a guy named Jay Graber or Gra- Graber I think Jay Graber um, and he says actually in this article we're really in the still in the beta but you can DM me if you want to get an invite <laughs> it's like I have to DM him if I, I definitely want an invite on this because anything to get away from Twitter um, even if Musk manages to turn it around in a year or two. I still am not super thrilled by it. We're both, Blockchain and John and I are both big crypto Web3 enthusiasts, so anything to get away Bro, from that. I have been enjoying Noster. I've been on Noster. I've been tinkering with it. And it's it's a sense of freedom and happiness. You know, it's it's not, it's like nothing else out there. You know how people like your, your comments on Twitter? Mm-hmm. You know, they give you a little, like, well, on Noster, people zap you. People <laughs> zap you sets. Yeah. You know, lots of sets. Yeah, it's kind of like the sets. Publish OX, right? Publish OX is the same awesome. way. So, although Publish OX never caught on, it's still out there. But, I mean, nothing like... I mean, if, if Noster and or uh, Blue Sky catch on the way we expect them to, hopefully... Then yeah, uh, getting a couple of sats for uh, you know a, a vote up or however many sats people decide to send you, <laughs> it's still a pretty cool idea. I mean, this is kind of the way that uh, uh, library library.tv works. When you when you get upvoted, anytime you get watched or upvoted, you actually get a small portion of the network sent to you, the coin, the library coin. So same thing. But here's what's interesting about library. Speaking of library, so yesterday I was trying to. On my personal account, I was trying to donate uh, my library coins over to uh, C3 Media. But uh, what's interesting about that is that it was locked. It's like I wasn't allowed to to move assets, and I don't know if it has something to do with the or let it get, litigation. No, there, there's a there's a function. Um, if you donate, not donate. Um, if you promote certain tokens, because like you might have, let's say you had like ten thousand. I'm just throwing a random number. Let's say a ten thousand library. And every single time you watch a video or promote a video, you lock those tokens to that video. And that's, that's what makes the video more popular. In fact, it's what people used to use in library in the early days to kind of falsely promote their most latest video. <laughs> they'd take all of their library and stick it 
and then post it to that one video so everyone would see it. And it's not exactly the most cool ideology, but it was something that people were doing at the time. So um, I guess what I'm saying is it's not, it, you can get the coins out, you just make sure they're not locked. And if, they're, if they aren't locked, then you can pull them out. So that's, that's what I would say is just check to see if they're locked into anything that's in the system. Uh, anyway, so the point about this is that this we're using this authenticated transfer protocol, AT protocol, um, that is a federal, federated social network, so it is independent. Um, Blue Sky has promised that they offer interoperability between devices, easily portable accounts, uh, open algorithms, so users have greater control over what they're seeing. Um, you know, th basically the functionality that Twitter is pretty much controlled by Twitter. So we're not looking at... Um, uh, we're looking at, I would say it's more like Mastodon in a sense, but uh, yeah. so still trying to keep things more in the control of the users. Yeah, but that's, that's been my, uh, and I, I mentioned this before, the whole federated social network. That's already been discovered with Mastodon that even though it's decentralized, it's still operated by a single entity yep. uh, on a federated network. So um, unlike Noster, but it's federated. Um the 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 i guess host and i guess it would be blue skies in this sense um if they don't like what you're tweeting or or i guess i'm not sure what the term is skying, <laughs> skying? yeah <laughs> skying. um they can they posting can i guess you, you could down. say yeah yeah they can shut down your account so that's not that's not fair no no that's it's why the... I like Noster, man yep so soon soon we'll be seeing the rollout We'll just have to see how yet another yet another social media network is coming out. There's actually an immense number of um, blockchain-based social media account uh, com companies like there. Mines is one of them, obviously Mastodon another. Um, but um, we're looking for something. I wouldn't say it's entirely like a DAO, but similar to a DAO in the sense that it's more user-owned and controlled. And you don't have to see what you don't want to see. If you want to host content that people don't necessarily want to see on a regular basis, host everything you want. You know, it'll be up to you and your uh, native nation as to whether or not they prosecute you, you for hosting that kind of content. So, anyways, um, what do you want to talk about, Snoop Dogg? Or you got something else on this? Oh no, I, I guess just the last part down here that they're talking about Noster and. Yep. Uh, China, China's already banned Noster for the Damus app. So, 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 just to clarify, Damus is an app on the Apple Market Store. Yep. Yes. Yeah. China can take that down. Yep. But they can't take down Noster, and that's nope. what the beauty of Noster is. Yep. Is that people in China can still utilize the Noster protocol. Yep. This is exactly the same thing as library. Libraries. Uh, main hosting space that was called Odyssey, which is fortunately not being taken down now, but in the sense of Odyssey itself could could block content and could uh, CDMA or DCMA. Is it no? It's uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Is the the um, law that the United States put in place to to make people allow allow people to uh, cancel content? The fact of the matter is, once it's on library or in this case Nostr, if you download the blockchain, you have access to the content. Now, in China, that might have to go through the Great Firewall of China and thus a VPN. But the fact of the matter is, if it's on the Internet, you can get to it. So, all right, moving on to 
Snoop Doggy Dog. And this is a really quick little note here. Obviously, everybody knows who this man is. <laughs> but uh, he's... He's been all over Web3 and blockchain. Yes, and yes. He is deep in... A, yeah, he's a straight expert when it comes yeah. to when it comes to crypto. As far as celebrity uh, intrigue, uh, he is. I think he's seeing it as a, a more of a freedom aspect. And obviously, I don't know what he's thinking about it. But um, to, to my opinion of his actions and being so heavily involved in Web three is it's a boon to uh, the ability of people who want to get their content out there without having to go through some centralized entity. Anyways, despite that fact, in this ca this case, he's joining a crypto casino, I believe it's an Australian-based um, company. And even it's not available in the U.S., I'm going to say that up front. It is a crypto gaming, a crypto casino game platform, so not going to be available in the U.S., maybe in Vegas, but in general, this is not available in the U.S., sorry, to all U.S. residents. Um, anybody outside the U.S., I'm guessing obviously Australia and other other nations, but um, in particular, uh, let's see here, he's, yeah, it's really just his announcement of joining this, this thing. He's, there are other aspects to this article that talk about other things that he's involved in. Um, but explicitly, it's just him getting into this new casino game platform that's Web3 based. So... That's a short little blurb there. We're going on to a different article about uh, former MetaMask lead releases Hyperplay, a Web3 game launcher. So if anybody's ever played things like uh, Blizzard's launcher, Blizzard has, what, five or six games plus some other things that they've gotten into with Activision. And so you pretty much get all the games through this one little launcher. If you have Steam, you probably know the same kind of thing. There's you know thousands of games you can download through Steam and play through the Steam platform. This is what the uh, this hyperplay concept is going for, except it's all Web3 and uh, uh, anything that utilizes, I think, Web Wallet Connect and or, uh, since it's going to be MetaMask based primarily, it's gonna favor MetaMask over Wallet Connect, but anything that is associated with that. So one of our favorites, which you guys may have seen lately, is DeFi Kingdoms. And DeFi Kingdoms will be available on Hyperplay. Well, what's the advantage of Hyperplay? The whole purpose of a launcher, not just to get content, you know, like well, maybe your most favorite games are available here, or one of our favorite games being DeFi Kingdoms, um, but <laughs> it's kind of a protection. So if you don't want to give your uh, 12 key over to some random new game that just came out, uh, maybe it's some really simple fly-by-night and you don't know what it is. You can put it into Hyperplay and Hyperplay will interact with that game you know, so that you don't have to interact with it directly. And that will save you from being rug-pulled by some random NFT game that's not legit. Um, it's hard to know. I mean, to me, <laughs> having never developed my own game, I can't imagine the amount of time it takes to build a game out. But as it says here, uh, Undead Blocks, which we'll talk about later, DeFi Kingdom, Sandbox, Voxy Tactics, the Born List, to name a few. Um, it's also available Mac, Windows, Steam, Linux, etc. So lots of different ways of getting into Hyperplay. It's just an interface. It's not. It's not a game itself, but it'll be, uh, you know, uh, kind of like a lobby to other games. A security layer. That's amazing. Yeah, I like security that, layer. It's pretty cool. Yeah, protection to you and uh, protection to your your MetaMask wallet uh, content, your you know NFTs and or cash that you're keeping in your MetaMask. So anything extra to block you from 
whatever dangers are out there on the web is good for me and good for you. So um, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where they take this because it, it will probably be a, a, a great place to start as a platformer location, a game launcher for um, mass adoption, as they say. So, all right, uh, let's see here. Something about normal political news. <laughs> uh, Australia <laughs> announces a CBDC pilot and study for their E-Odd. <laughs> you got to put funny things up. Sounds like you're a donkey. E-Odd, E-Odd. <laughs> um, what is it they're doing here? So the uh, Australia... They're talking about a whole bunch of different things that they're going to be doing with this. There's, they had 14 different use cases lined up, but the ones that they named in particular were like facilitating offline payments, tokenized invoices for businesses, livestock auctions. I mean, if you can think of it, you can probably do it with the CBDC. But, and I know John is vehemently against the concept of a CBDC as being used mainly for privacy concerns and the fact that if you gave all your money to your government, they can just decide where you can use it and whether or not you can use it. Uh, they can tie your hands pretty easily, and that's really unfair. Right now, there is some level of, of being able to tie your hands, but the fact of the matter is since cash is not uh, all controlled by the government, you if you got it in your pocket, you can do what you want with it. Um, if the CBDC is ever, it ever gets into the hands of a dictator, you're screwed. Which is ironic because a dictator kind of did that with the Chiva wallet in El Salvador. <laughs> um, but it doesn't seem like his, his like uh, Bekele's ideology is to screw people. He, he's trying trying to get away from the U.S. fiat. So um, yeah, It doesn't seem to be that bad. I mean, what was it last week? We had an article about, uh, what was a country that was that was rioting and protesting that was... Um, <clears throat> Um, I remember you talking about, or we, us talking about. Let me look it up real quick and see if we can pull it up. It was uh, Nigeria. Yeah, so Nigeria started their Enaira coin. Enaira, yeah. But Nigerians weren't having it <laughs> because it yeah. was restricted too. So. Well, yeah, it was restricted because they didn't have no infrastructure built out. So. Right. Now, every country is going to be different in, in adopting and distributing this whole CBDC. But yeah, th definitely CBDC is the way that countries are going going around the world. You know, it's going to be more affordable to uh, to create digital assets in comparison to a physical paper. So yes, that's just the, going to be the norm. Yeah, uh, we well, I mean, the United States and Australia, most Western countries in general. I mean, include all of Western Europe. Um, it's very common still for us to not even see the fiat, you know, currency that we use. You know, do, do the French still use the, the franc? Hardly. Do they even use the physical euro? Hardly. I mean, I'm sure, sure I'm certain that sir, people still use it to some degree. But the fact of the matter is, if you've got a credit card or a debit card and it works in the country you're going to, what do you need cash for? Um, yes, that means that an institution definitely holds all your currency. And of course, as John and I always say, not your keys, not your crypto. Well, <laughs> if you don't hold your coin, um, then you don't have control over it, truly. And like happened, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking politics in particular, but I'm thinking in particular of what happened to the truckers in Toronto when they were doing their little blockade thing. What happened to them? Well, um, they were told to have their cards shut down, and so they had no access to their own money. It's their money. 
when what did the what did the government do? They blocked them. They blocked them from access to their own money, so they couldn't continue the protest. Now that was like I said, there was a political thing. I'm not talking about the politics of it. I'm just talking about the fact is that if you don't have true holding of your coin, you don't have control over it. So the thing that's advantageous about having your own wallet and being able to trade this coin universally across the planet is you have control of your money and it's still digital. So the advantage here, this is the biggest advantage, not necessarily of CBDCs, but of uh, crypto itself is that you can control your own money and no central institution, no government can tell you what to do with it. Now they can encourage you through probably physical uh, <clears throat> encouragement, that being with weapons and, and other such things. Um, but they can't necessarily just cut you off and make it so you have no money. So, Yeah, we read an article last week about uh, uh, <clears throat> Republican Tom Emmer um, introducing legislation last month, and uh, it passed. It yep. was the, uh, the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act which is to halt uh, unelected, unelected bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. from stripping Americans of their rights to financial privacy. Right. And that's in regards to the whole CBDC part. Yeah, we just need to make sure that if, if and when a CBDC in the United States goes through, that we still have some modicum of control over it. And the way that we were initially talking about it, it sounds like that we would have no control over it. I mean, it's like the fact of the matter is the government is the people. I know it doesn't feel like it all the time. But <laughs> who are they but other people of this country? So, all right, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Ledger stacks hands on review a hardware wallet with iPod design flourishes. I don't, I don't mean, I don't care if it's, an, it looks like an iPod, but <laughs> I'm actually kind of into this. I personally am really love the idea of e ink or uh, digital paper. Um, yeah, this has been in the works for a while. You know, it's in a, from what I recall, it was an ex uh, Apple uh, mm -hmm. Apple developer, Apple designer, yep. I think it was. Yep. Uh, that cre that created the iPod, the original iPod, yep. and um, yeah, now they came out here over to the Web three space, and now they came out with the they developed the the stacks. This unit here that you see on screen, that's that's what they came out with. Yeah, to the right. And yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So it's um, from my understanding, it's kind of like. Uh, an upgraded version of the Ledger Nano X. Yep, yep. that's exactly Just, right. Um, looking more, looking more advanced, looking more cool. You know, so if you know anything about a Ledger and how how it works, there you go. Now you so, have this. Yeah, you actually have more more of a visualization. There. The problem with the previous one, even though it did have a screen on it, and well, it still does have a screen on it, is the screen was limited to what two lines or three lines, and yes, you had a very very basic way of signing. Um, this one will actually change the interface to something that you might see in Trust Wallet or in in um, MetaMask, so you can actually see the, the transactions as they're requested to be signed, and then you actually see the the amount of, of coin that you're you know passing off, right? Um, when when you actually utilize this little uh, e-ink based wallet, uh, one of the other images, if you can scroll down, you can actually see the the binding on the side of it, it looks kind of like a book. And you actually see which, what the name of your wallet is. Uh, keep going. Um, I don't remember. It's toward the bottom of the of the article. There's yeah. There's a I think it's the fourth picture. Um, that shows a little uh, binding along the edge. 
and you can see your battery power and your um, and your and whether oh, or not the wall is locked. Right. And uh, yeah, it's what's well, the one that's the picture of the guy holding it sideways. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's kind of slick. Just the fact that it's got all this extra detailed information. I think it's kind of like a very very simplified smartphone or tablet. But ultimately, just because it's ink, which means the power will last an exceptionally long time, much, much, much longer than it would ever last on a cell phone or a mobile phone. Um, so, yeah, the, it, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's almost $300. US dollars. Um, they do obviously expect people to buy multiples of these. I guess it just depends on who you are and how much cash you have available. But um, I'm actually very much interested in getting one of these. Uh, I have an immense number of wallets. I'm not super into... Lead, into uh, the ledger wallet, but uh, just in general, I hope that more people build things like this. If I'm um, not, if I'm not mistaken, I think the uh, the Ledger Nano X is uh, about one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, that's basically ha more than half the price of. Uh, right. No, oh, it's definitely it's almost three times the price of of uh, this thing. Will be three times that, but this is a lot more functional. I mean, it gives you a graphic user interface. That's uh, you know added multiple. You could probably even scroll, even though th their their visualization of it still has to connect to your phone in order to make transactions happen. But the fact of the matter is, you can keep it separately. That's the whole point of the original Nano X. Was it's you know it's it's got a what's called a air gap between the internet and itself. So if you turn off their Bluetooth or if you disconnect the Bluetooth connection to it, it is completely inaccessible to anyone and if you're really the, and you should to some degree be like let's say you had you know <laughs> i'm gonna throw a randomly large number out there uh 15 000 bitcoin you wanted to keep safe this would be a very good way of doing that uh 15 000 bitcoin is a good chunk of change so it, it would be useful yeah there's a there's a Make visualization sure they have of the of the nft sure viewer if anybody decides to get any of these ledgers or any of these air gap devices back up your private keys because yeah. if this unit is it is an electronic device mm -hmm. the possibility it might fry it might get damaged right back up those private keys yeah yeah because you, you can always use the private keys in fact we talked about it who was it the, the woman that was saying that if you really wanted to quote smuggle and she wasn't talking about smuggling per se but if you really wanted to move coin just memorize your 12 key you know uh, password and then as long as you can remember that, you can get your coin anywhere in the world without having to connect to anything. You can just momentarily connect using that 12 free password and boom, you've got access to your coins. So this this is a neat little tool. I, I will probably end up buying one of these at some point. Just in, you know, I would love it if it was available for Atomic Wallet, but I'm okay with this in general just because I, I, I'm fascinated by it. So finally... Uh, Another ex-employee from another ex-company, <laughs> ex-Goldman Sachs analyst released Kill to Earn Zombie Game on Undead Blocks. This will also be available on Hyperplay on Immutable X. So I thought this was fascinating. I'm not I'm not personally in zombie games, but I'm, I'm cool with first-person shooters like Counter-Strike um, or Team Fortress. Uh, I, I don't play <laughs> I don't play Fortnite, but I, I realize that this is you know, one of those types of games. Um, and their whole thing is, you know, typically it's a play to earn that they've rebranded that is kill to earn. <laughs> I find it fascinating because it's like, well, how do you guys make money? You know, like, how do you actually make money on this kill to earn kind of game? 
Um, and their, their, their statement was, well, the sale of games or the sale of basically, you know, people getting into the game is kind of like a way of returning money to the game. Like you can play, I'm going to think of World of Warcraft for free. If you play the game and just farm enough, you can get enough gold in the game in order to buy tokens to make the game free. And I know plenty of people who do that. So I think it's the same sort of thing here. You want to play the game, uh, kill enough zombies, and you'll play for free. Or maybe you'll play for more than free. <laughs> you might actually be able to make uh, some tiny amount of money. Uh, personally, it's... it's maybe, go ahead. Maybe there's injected ads? Uh, maybe, but they didn't really say that. It's further down in the article, they make, no, they make mention that they say that uh, the sale of NFTs may support it. So... Um, players can only earn oh, sorry, players can earn Z-Bucks <laughs> zombie bucks, the game's token and redeem it for Ethereum uh, or Immutable X token players can only earn tokens if the game itself is making money, which it will primarily be through the sale of in-game assets like guns and loot coffins as NFTs so people buy the gear and that money goes distributed back to the people who are playing and killing in the game I don't, I'm totally cool with this concept. The, the real end game is, are you having fun? And if you're having fun, if you're, to me, I don't remember who, somebody said this a while back, do you really want to play to earn? It sounds like a great idea because you're like, oh, I can make money playing a game. It's like, well, but aren't you having fun already? Do you really want to make it work? <laughs> Some people make it work. Think about all those people who are actively, um, you know, gamer X people. Those people who are literally going to work to play the game to win money, I, I'm guessing I could do that's that. Exactly, that's exactly the biggest backlash from the gaming community, the actual real gaming community, not the crypto gaming community, right. not the NFTers, the actual real gaming community. That's why they, they're anti-NFTs, anti, um, um, uh, minting their, their um, items and, and, and hardware on, on NFTs. They're, they don't want it. And right. uh, that's why there's been a slow progression towards uh, uh, <clears throat> making NFT games. Yeah, well, not everybody's into it. No, I, like I said, I'm, I do pay to play the game that I've been playing for nearly 20 years. It's weird to admit that out loud. But um, Tetris? Yeah, Tetris, right. World of Warcraft. Um, anyways, uh, I've been playing it a long time, and I, I've obviously played an immense amount of money to play this game. But it's... It's fun for me. It's something I enjoy. And I've played other, many, many, many other um, MMORPG games over the years. And as I said, I've played Team Fortress and Counter-Strike. And every now and then you just like, you know, rounding up a bunch of zombies and blowing their heads off. Because it's a, a little bit of a release. But personally, I don't like playing games just for the money. If it's relaxing, great. And that's the reason I like, as I've said before, playing Upland. Upland is very relaxing. It's very simple. Um, maybe killing zombies and running up on your favorite gun and just wasting things like in, in uh, Quake or Doom uh, is really relaxing. And I, what was it? What was it? Uh, Unreal. I used to play Unreal Tournament in the early days. That game was really dang fun in the very first games because I used to play a sniper. And it was really... It just... It was really fun to just snipe somebody from halfway across a map, and they have no idea who sh who shot and killed them. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know CS:GO, right? Yeah. C CS:GO being uh, was a first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. Is I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, first-person shooter. Yep. Uh, ZBD, ZBD Wallet. Um, they have integration 
into into CS:GO, mm -hmm. and if you go through their through their uh, their website, you can earn sets playing uh, CS:GO in tournaments. They they do yep. have tournaments tournaments as well, just like that, just like what's going on here. But instead of uh, having their having their uh, what was it called the uh, their their um, there's there's Z, what is it? There's there's zombie token. Mm -hmm. Z bucks. Yeah, there's Z bucks. Instead of having Z bucks, you're earning satoshis. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So there's a lot of there there's there's some games out there. I do like the idea instead of just developing your entire game yourself, you just pay for um, an API uh, uh, of a triple A game, and um, you just start, you just integrate satoshis into it. Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, you could definitely almost any game. I think the thing. You, I want to make one little rant and call on this just quickly. Some people are you know, like, why, why include monetization of games that don't need monetization? Okay, okay, okay. Let, just hear me out, if you can, if you dare. Um, there's this one game that's been played for longer than video games have even existed. It's called Poker. And I realize Poker itself is a different sort of game altogether than maybe just killing zombies or Fortnite or CSGO. But the fact of the matter is, there is a competition component to CSGO or TF2 or Counter-Strike in general or any other FPS game. It's all about competition. It might be shooting your opponent instead of besting them with, you know, uh, a little sleight of hand. But, uh, you know, poker is the same kind of game. It's just a different kind of psych game. You know, you're, you're, it's more of a quiet game than a loud, loud game like a shooting game. But uh, there is still a, a level of sleight of hand when it comes to shooting. You've know, you got to know the map really well. You've got to have the right kind of guns. You've got to have armor. And if you know the right place, you can snipe somebody and they never even saw it coming. And that's how you win. Same thing in Fortnite. You just have the skill. It might be fast-clicking skill, but the fact of the matter is still skill. So to me, the idea of actually putting money on this, like with poker, poker's a totally different game if you play with real money versus chips. And I'm not even talking about chips that are worth money, but I'm just saying chips alone. You're like, well, here's a $50 chip that you're not actually putting $50 on. People, the game is entirely different when, as they say, pink slips are on the line. Um, or they say they're racing for slips. Um, you, rate, you're, you perform very, very differently. So, to me, there should be, as there is almost every game, I was thinking in particular again of World of Warcraft, there's PvE players and there's PvP players. Some people love PvP, that is, fighting people directly. Some people hate it. And I think that we should have two versions of these games. The game where you're just playing for the fun of it and the game where you're playing for money. And that way you can have both exist simultaneously. And I think this, that's where my rant ends, is we can make this work for people who want to play for money and people who don't. Because you can play poker for money and you can play poker with, for for chips. And it can be just as fun either you know, way. You know, what I, you know what I saw? It was, it was freaking cool, man. I don't know why... I didn't think about this idea. Play Monopoly, right? Mm -hmm. You played Monopoly before, right? Yeah, many times. I love the game. And everybody, everybody has an, a lightning wallet. And you <laughs> play with, with with sats. Right. That is freaking cool, man. Yeah, it would be actually be kind of interesting to play uh, Monopoly for real sats instead of for uh, instead of yeah. for funny money, as they say, Monopoly money. Yeah, it's it was it was really cool. That's a good idea, man. That's a awesome way to get the family involved in, in crypto get them integrated with crypto you know just play or, it would be it would be interesting to see a really high stakes monopoly game <laughs> where 
people are playing yeah, yeah, playing absolutely. with Bitcoin instead of would, with Satoshi's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I would definitely watch that. Right? I would I would watch that too. It would actually be pretty fascinating to see. Like let's let's get Mark Cuban in and have him play uh, you know oh. Monopoly with with real with real Bitcoin. Um, let's see how he plays. I mean, he's probably not going to want to do it just because he, he's like, that's not how I play, you know. <laughs> but it would be interesting to see play people play at a higher level. And I'm sure someone's already done it, but it would be interesting to include crypto in it. So anyways, that's our show for Wednesday, March 31st, 31st March 1st, <laughs> episode 492. Thank you all for watching. Please check out our coin tree. We have all our links to our donations. Please check out our Patreon and our Discord if you have the chance. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we appreciate a thumbs up and a subscribe if you really like our content. Uh, as we say, it at is the end. Cold. Go ahead. It is cold out here. So if you it's just been chilly. Coffee, yes, please buy us a coffee. coffee. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for watching. As we say at the end of every single show, Stack sats and hodl. Hodl. Adios. Adios.